0: Bucketheads, are you ready for episode three? <laughs>
1: <laughs> My oh. name is
0: Jesse. And I'm Caroline. And Just in case are, you weren't aware. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're tuning into episode three, um, and we are History Bucket, the podcast. Uh, and we are so excited to kind of Give us little stories about South Florida today.
1: Yeah, a place that I was completely unfamiliar with because I've never been south of Tampa. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so, um, and I'm excited to kind of hear a little bit about uh, about your area because as I've visited it, but I don't know too much honestly the,
1: about the area. I have never been to Lake Okeechobee, so like I was going in blind, completely blind for this one. So it's a learning
0: experience for all.
1: Yes, it definitely was. (laughs) Definitely was. I was like, I don't know anything about lakes. I live near an ocean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, give give me all the stuff. What's all
1: righty? So, I want to hear
0: all about Lake Okeechobee.
1: So, it's the largest lake in Florida, and it's also the largest lake in the southeast United States. Um, just like a little information about the lake, it's 370 or 370. 730 numbers are hard square mm-hmm. miles so it's so big that like you cannot see the uh, land on the other side like it looks like wow. a horizon of ocean yeah um so how it was formed which this is the kind of shit that interests me because you know it's prehistoric stuff so mm-hmm. during the last big melt of the glaciers mm-hmm. about 12,000 years ago the peninsula flooded so yeah. the southern half of what is now florida was so there were two different names for this the one i chose was of course Okeechobee sea but there was another one that i think was more related to the everglades okay. um but the fact that there was like even a they call, it had a name for it like they had a c name for it blew my mind i was just like well that's cool because like <laughs> it doesn't yeah. exist anymore yeah Um, So about 6,000 years ago, the melt ended and the water leveled out because it rushed back to the poles and stuff like that. So that created the shoreline that is now close to what we consider modern Florida. Okay. Um, And in a shallow depression in the middle of the state, or I guess technically land, it wasn't a state back then. It was a little lake and that little lake would become a big lake, which is Lake (laughs) Okeechobee. Um, During that time though, it had no... Definite southern border. So it flowed right into the Everglades.
0: Yeah. They're very close to each other. They I are very that.
1: close to each other, which I did not realize. I thought, like, this is going to make me sound dumb. I thought Lake Okeechobee was on the west side of Florida. It's definitely on the east.
0: Yeah. It's on the east side. It's like, <laughs> it's like southeast. It's kind of like, like, it's like the eye of Florida. Like, if you look at a map of Florida, it's that big old blue spot and then everything
1: the entire time time I was looking at a map you know did you watch uh, arcane no Oh. okay well he'll understand the reference when he listens Mm -hmm. Jinx has like a shark torpedo Mm -hmm. and like the entire time I was looking at the map it just reminded me of the shark torpedo because it has like this giant (laughs) eye on it And it's shaped like a torpedo, but she drew like sharks on it. And I was just like, the entire time I'm like, (laughs) it's a torpedo. (laughs) torpedo.
0: Yeah. So Um, yeah, but like everything south of Lake Okeechobee is all Everglades up
1: until like the Keys. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was that close to the Everglades. Like that's how little I knew about this. I I thought it was on the wrong side of the state. So this was a very big learning experience about Florida for me.
0: Um,
1: So over time, water gushes and fancy land things happened that I don't know how to pronounce or what they mean. I put put it in here. Okay. Okay. Because some more scientific people might know. It says, detris dominated by sawgrass and water lily was deposited into the shallow south of Lake Okeechobee. This organic rich, getrus slowly decomposed becoming peat and muck which built up the southern edge of the lake okeechobee raising the elevation of land to the south and hemming the lake in
0: see yeah, i know exactly what
1: that meant see i had no <laughs> idea what that meant i was like i was i read it like five times and i was like i think that just means that like stuff got pushed out of the the lake and like became the southern edge as it built up
0: so it, to summarize the scientific summary, there was a lot of mud and a lot of plants that slowly died and decomposed and created more muck that pretty much built up a wall, so the it created a natural dam. Okay. On the southern half of Lake
1: is See, that's all they had to say was like, you know. <laughs> Debris and mud got pushed out of the bottom of the lake and made a natural dam. That's all they had to say. But it was a scientific, like, literal, like, doctoral thesis, I think, so, that I was reading. Yeah. Like, that, like, but I mean, it wasn't meant for common dumb people like me to read who don't do water. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, this kind of established the natural flow of the lake all the way until, like, the settlement era, mm-hmm. just because you know i mean it's a big old lake they didn't really need to change much with it until true until settlements came um but just because i i didn't realize this but the kissimmee river flows into the lake i didn't know that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: my brain just automatically goes the only river in florida is the saint john's river (laughs) (laughs) no other
0: waterways just st john's (laughs) because like
1: i know there's kissimmee florida but i was like kissimmee's got a river look at (laughs) y'all good job guys got a whole river and everything i've never been south of tampa or orlando
0: (laughs) girl you need to (laughs) travel
1: listen i've only left florida to go to kentucky and to go to idaho when i say i don't want to visit places that's a lie because i do i want to go anywhere but here
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's just really yeah florida has such risk rich not just wildlife but ecosystem all over florida like just the the change between north and south is just is just crazy in ecosystem alone
1: oh yeah yeah uh like i always never i will get into that later with yours never mind um so during the pre-settlement era the interactions of the seminole tribe the early settlers and the u.s army gave the lake its name um and I'm, I'm hoping that this is correct because it said in the native language and the native language was Muskegon, which okay. was spoken by the Hitichi people as which included the Miccosukee tribe. But I don't know if the Seminoles were included in that tribe because I could not find that information. So okay. I don't wanna say that they were, mm-hmm. but the native language of the area was like classified as Muskegon. So okay. in that language, Oki means big, and chubi means water. So they phonetically made it English and was like, Okeechobee, that's what we're gonna call it. I think the Spanish had like a pretty cool name for it though. It was Laguna del Espiritu Santo or the Lagoon of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, I, I, was, saying, I was like, that sounds, that sounds very like spiritual. <laughs> and yeah,
1: so- I was reading it and I was like, oh, this sounds like Boondock Saints.
0: Yes, exactly <laughs> where my brain went. I was like, yeah, read us Sean Patrick Flannery.
1: Yep. Pretty, that's, that's, what, that's why I saw that. And I was just like, oh, I know what this means without even having to translate it. Yep. Um, so the Native Americans modified the landscape with mounds and ditches a uh, hundred meters wide. Like these things were huge Holy and Lord. they were like all around the lake. They served as both trash heaps and burial mounds, which... Yes.
0: Yes, I read that somewhere. Is that they were kind of they went hand in hand in native, which is
1: which is weird to like, like, because like I know their trash back then wasn't how our trash is now, <laughs> <laughs> but like in my brain, I was like, you're throwing away garbage and then putting your dead people in the same place but then I realized their trash was probably more along the lines of like leftover hides and stuff that they couldn't use from the animals that they hunted and yeah. I was like okay well as as a people of the land that makes more sense
0: yeah it's more I think
1: I, th- I think
0: the the word garbage I guess is a wrong yeah because yeah, like
1: again it's... I believe this was from also that dissertation that I was reading and they wrote trash heaps so I'm just like picturing our landfills yeah and i'm like that's no that's not correct yeah it's you're going to you're
0: going to get like your broken pottery mm-hmm. you're going to get like plant um Tools leftovers that can't be used Tools, anymore yeah like stuff that's coming from the land and yeah um, i'm assuming i don't want to i don't want to assume too too much but the native most of the native beliefs, if I remember correctly, are everything goes back to the land.
1: Yeah, and when but I realized going that, back to the land. Yeah, and when I realized that, I was like, okay, that makes it a lot less insulting for the those who have passed. <laughs> like, because yeah. at first I was like, that's a little messed up, and then the more I thought about it, the more I realized that not our type of trash.
0: Yeah, you um, sit next to a Coke can and you're dead. I, you're
1: dead. Yeah. so uh some of these structures do still exist a few miles west of the lake near fort center oh that's cool yeah and i i found like pictures and stuff of it that i was like oh those are nifty looking um so fast forwarding to 1837 we're in the middle of the second Seminole war which started Mm -hmm. in 1835 and i didn't write the end date but i'm pretty sure it was 1842
0: yeah, sounds right about
1: there. Yeah, it was it was either 1842 or 1847, but I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of seven because my thing that happened is in
0: 1837.
1: Ah, yeah. Okay. So uh, on Christmas Day, 1,032 U.S. troops led by Colonel Zachary Taylor uh, decided that they were gonna, you know, go fight some Seminoles that were in the area because the Second Seminole War was all about m- getting the natives to leave florida yes so um they obviously fought back and i have the names of the three natives that led the fight basically Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure they have their native names and then in parentheses they had put other words that are english that i'm assuming are their english names okay i love that
0: yeah i love how we just assume that everybody has to have an english name all right continue yeah
1: so it was hat Patter mm-hmm. and his i guess english name was alligator uh mm-hmm. cocha chewy or wildcat mm-hmm. and then arpica who was sam jones <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was like like i got to that one and i was like are these supposed to be their english names because like that one that one, that one's thrown me off from the other ones.
0: <laughs> yes, we have the Mighty, we have the Mighty Alligator and the Mighty Wildcat and then the Mighty Sam Jones. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I wonder if they picked their names or the English people were just like, this sounds like this, so this is your name now. I wonder how that
1: went. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that worked because... It's an
0: interesting thought.
1: Yeah, that's something we're definitely gonna have to look at two more at some point because... Yes maybe some did pick their names and then some were like assigned a name quote unquote nicknamed yeah um so the seminoles did apparently a lot of damage to the u.s troops i saw differing reports of course because Mm -hmm. history was written by america um Mm -hmm. where there were only like 30 dead between the two sides but like one of the places that the the dissertation that i was reading Mm -hmm it said that like the seminoles like ravaged the troops and so you have then,
0: 30 dead or like 150
1: dead uh, yeah exactly and so after like so in military standards they were taking on the 6th battalion mostly mm-hmm. because they were sent to the front line and the 6th battalion were getting slaughtered because they were going walking through thigh high muck and dirt and stuff and the natives know how to work around that. So yeah. of course they're gonna get decimated. Mm-hmm. And then Colonel Zachary Taylor like started moving his battalion like to the side and the Seminoles realized that they were gonna get surrounded. So they like finished killing some bitches and then dipped. They went back out into the wilderness. So both is... sides both sides claimed victory.
0: Yeah. That seems like I don't know I don't I don't know how to like phrase what's like I'm thinking. It's one of those things is like, yeah, we both killed some people. We both did all right.
1: Yeah, it's we're like, oh, well, have... if you hadn't have run away, we would yeah. have killed you all.
0: Yeah, so it's like, oh, like, <laughs> we we totally will take this victory. We're gonna put a we're gonna put a W on the scorecard. For yeah, yeah, and and then the. The natives who have that tactical advantage of knowing the landscape they're like mm-hmm. well if we didn't run away we probably would have been dead anyway so like w for us right in history books they're just like people died and that's mm-hmm. it
1: <laughs> people died and ultimately the seminoles lost the war even though i think i read yeah. somewhere that they never technically like i don't think they ever surrendered,
0: surrendered. yeah technically, uh,
1: but um so that's like the only thing from the second Seminole war that like happened around lake okeechobee which i thought there was going to be a lot more but it was just that one battle um so in 1881 a millionaire uh his name was hamilton disston bought four million acres of florida and that included lake okeechobee that is a now, lot of acres that is a lot of acres now while i was writing this i was like man what did it have to take to be a millionaire back then that's like a how yeah, and so I uh I googled it. I was like, you know, what what's the inflation rate back mm-hmm. then? That would have been twenty eight million three hundred and forty four thousand and twenty dollars. Okay. Yes, I know $20. It's the $20 at the end that gets me. It's
0: the $28 million and $20. You you weren't you weren't a millionaire now.
1: Technically, (laughs) technically, if I remember correctly, it was like $19.60. But I was like, I'm around it. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. That's even better than 1960. but i was like guys, what do you have, have to do to accumulate that much money back then like i can't even fathom what you have to do to accumulate that kind of money now oh yeah so like i could think maybe like an oil tycoon or
0: like game steel or some kind of manufacturing
1: yeah plant or something like it's that just, i'm thinking so that like- in florida like <laughs>
0: oranges sugar cane
1: yeah which he did i was gonna say when he bought the land he did like have steamboats and would like ship just boats of oranges up the river and stuff like that Yeah, so he was probably um,
0: into like
1: agriculture definitely agriculture. because he dred- he dredged and drained the lake which helped the farms and communities around it like the entire lake or part of no, the no, lake? No, 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 no. Part of the lake. So like. <laughs> that's so like much lake. Like, <laughs> that's, a lot. that's 730 miles a lake. That's so much lake. Um, but yeah, no. So like he would dredge and drain like the lakes to help irrigation get to farms. Uh. And that so it helped other farmlands and communities develop around it and then uh in 1911 none other than mr henry flagler came through with a oh. certain little railway we remember henry flagler <laughs> uh and that linked the settlement because i guess it was a um like an offshoot of the railway because it said mm-hmm. that it linked up with the main train line at titusville okay um, yeah and so yeah. that really helped the the city like really start to grow um more development happened in the early 1900s uh, a few hurricanes came and messed it all up
0: because
1: mm-hmm. hurricanes do that do. and in 1926 uh what we would now classify as a category four i'm assuming they didn't have categories back then and stuff like no, that it which really it made me wonder like how much warning they had on hurricanes because like obviously you can kind of see one coming but like yeah. i don't think they had like the spaghetti the spaghetti diagram you know no they didn't they didn't
0: have the the throw the wet spaghetti and see where it goes kind of diagram yeah. um I don't think it was a th- yeah i'm trying to remember because i've i've heard about it because you know being in florida for so many years and going through so many hurricanes you know yeah you, you kind of like think about like what was it like i think it wasn't until the 1950s or 60s we have,
1: we have two very different what was minds when it comes to hurricanes in florida yeah i never thought about the past until i started doing the research on this one like oh what did they do
0: Oh no, i was just i was so interested because in i was like why did they start naming hurricanes like when did now, this that was that
1: is what i wanted to know because i was like these hurricanes don't have names when yeah did they i think i don't
0: them? think it was until the 1950s or 60s or honestly even maybe later that they even started naming hurricanes and truly tracking them because they, you know, I, I don't have historical hurricane data on me, it's in my other pants. Um, okay, yeah, so you know, maybe next time, yeah. Uh, but I feel like it was something that, like, either people watched animals because animals, you know, uh, people really paid attention to wildlife back then. Wildlife knows what's happening oh, in the atmosphere. Yeah. And stuff like oh, that yeah. so you can tell probably um like if something was happening you can see it on the horizon line like it's not a tornado it's not going to sneak up on you like it's right. there you can see it coming but i don't know if there was a lot of preparation for it
1: yeah because i mean and also i couldn't imagine like dealing with a category four back then because apparently really the one in, uh, yeah the one in 1926 was throwing 15 foot waves off of the lake yeah like I guess people's it's-
0: Small ocean, pretty much. Like, oh no, and that's so what much. I was about
1: to say. I think I think I saw one thing that like called it like Florida's inland ocean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but so people water. described it as just a black wall of water coming off of the lake. That's um, about
0: very Sharknado, think, right? Very Sharknado. <laughs> about
1: 150 people died in this one, and due to the swampy land, many of the bodies were either unrecognizable or never recovered. So they were just kind of, the ones that were able to be recovered were just kind of put in a mass grave. Oh man. Yeah, because like the people couldn't recognize them to claim the bodies. And then two years later in 1928, an even worse hurricane hit, it was also a category four, but the Mm -hmm. eye of the storm got really close to the lake this time. And the closer you are to the eye, the worse it is for those of you that have never been through a hurricane before. But Um, the center of
0: the eye, nothing's happening.
1: That's why everything around it is horrific. Um, <laughs> I say is I just like sit inside and eat snacks during any hurricane that ever hits.
0: Okay, so if it's not a category three or higher, you don't even need to wake up from your nap. I'm sorry. No, yeah, it's I don't- It's just I, I an I don't afternoon start, thunderstorm.
1: Listen, until they start talking about closing the Waffle House, I'm like, we're good. Mm, it's the Waffle if House wa- scale. It is, if Waffle House closes, get the fuck out of Florida. Like,
0: yeah. Waffle House closes anywhere you need to go because Waffle yeah, House it's was not done.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Um, the death toll for this one was between, so I've seen differing reports, but the mm-hmm. average was between 2,500 and 3,000. Wow. Yeah. And this was due to a lot of the areas getting the brunt of it were where laborers lived. And so they had a lot of not the best houses. Like it was First. a lot of substandard housing. Yeah. Um. The death toll, it's also hard to get a number on, because apparently uh, it was a lot of African-American migrants and immigrants mm. who had set up shop there. Yeah. And so they had like no official paperwork and they made up approximately 75% of the area. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people
0: who had no idea were even their
1: parish, that's really sad. Yeah, so that's why it's like so hard to get a definite number on how many people died um, about, 2343 bodies are in a mass grave or not a mass grave but in like multiple mass graves are in the mm-hmm. surrounding counties. Um but apparently many were not recovered just because of lack of funding. Oh wow, love that. Yeah, that's great. I was like, that's not disrespectful whatsoever. Um fishing from the area really helped the economy flourish. Apparently there was a big demand for catfish, like in iowa and like illinois and stuff <laughs> so like we would catch a bunch of catfish and just ship it to them
0: i wouldn't in that time would it be shipping or um like salting the catfish and then like rail waiting
1: it to them well, either that or boating it yeah yeah but, but so you have to preserve the catfish. The fish. yeah yeah <laughs> well, well i mean 1928 we are starting to get into air travel so yeah. So I mean it is possible that there were little, you know, little I'm little also little
0: I, I don't know things. why we are currently hung up on how they're shipping the catfish. <laughs> <laughs> this is very this is very important information we need to know oh, how yeah. the salted oh, catfish, catfish how, costs, how, the,
1: how how were the catfish delivered to the <laughs> I states.
0: Yeah, we need to know. <laughs> we
1: need to know this.
0: Also was it served with potatoes?
1: i don't eat catfish so i'm not even sure. do <laughs> um and that's really where the history like kind of just stops is like the early 1900s i even like googled i was like lake okeechobee history late 1900s nothing nothing yeah and i was just like i guess i guess nothing happened it's so weird though i was doing
0: like when i was doing my research on the everglades because it was a lot of. It's either some dead people in the eighteen hundreds, or there's some dead people recently. But like nothing, nothing ever. Like there's nothing else in between the late the nineteen hundreds. This is like why I nothing. used
1: to joke around and say that I didn't know anything about modern day history because apparently just nothing happened. Apparently like we had some wars overseas that we were involved in but here in the states nothing happened yeah
0: but
1: like (laughs)
0: that that's that's important we're not saying that's not important that definitely happened but like localized history in like those areas i feel like nothing there's nothing
1: going on Uh, yeah like it's weird i found i found like two interesting like little stories Mm-hmm. um and one of them is from the early 1900s um but it's from before the hurricanes and apparently so i was very when i was writing this i was very skeptical the entire time but then i found it in like five other articles okay, okay. so now i'm like holy shit because um apparently a lot of human rains were found in the lake like fishermen would report catching human skulls in their net wow and one of the early settlers said that during low tide the shallows looked like a pumpkin patch from all the skulls
0: so it's like giant watery grave
1: pretty much um a surveyor supposedly dug only inches into the sand at grassy island and found 50 human skeletons damn and during a drought apparently hundreds of remains were exposed in the silt along the north and south uh sides of rita and creamer islands
0: where did they come from Ah, uh, nobody knows
1: because oh, so a lot of just people, yeah just, of so dead people. Just... yeah just just a, just a just a skull lake skeleton lake skeleton, skeleton lake okay. like just hundreds hundreds of dead bodies i mean so like my best hypothesis could be because the natives had burial grounds around the lake Mm -hmm. is that maybe during storms before the settlers were here they all got like maybe washed into the shallows and stuff like that okay but like i see that
0: i see that as a possibility
1: but like nobody knows where they came from because like they're like some people suggested that maybe it was like a mass suicide during the Seminole war That's a Um, lot of
0: suicide like that.
1: Well, it's it's called mass suicide for like,
0: (laughs) Well, you know, you're not wrong. Okay. (laughs) Like, yeah. Okay. But I feel like that's like, that is a giant, like, okay. So this is where my mind goes when you say mass suicide
1: like that. Go for it.
0: My brain goes, that had to be a huge ass cult. Mm -hmm. Because that, that Kool-Aid don't seem right.
1: I mean, there have been certain sects of extreme religions that have committed mass suicide as opposed to either be in prison. Like in or... Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it was the thousands, but I know there was one that happened in, I believe, it was in the Middle East. I forget. I know it was a type of group of Jewish people like they were very extreme in their jewish beliefs and like very religious um and they like barricaded themselves on this top it's like a plateau temple they like barricaded themselves in there and the surrounding i believe roman army all of this is coming from memory so like it could be very incorrect um was like trying to like starve them out and all that kinds of stuff and they all committed like it was basically like a city of people on top of this plateau. They all committed mass suicide.
0: That's crazy to me.
1: Yeah, that's crazy and, and, and instead of get captured by the Romans and stuff like that.
0: See, like that's a lot of people. You have to get on board with that idea.
1: Well, I mean, there are always theories that like not everybody was on board.
0: Yeah, like yeah, like, like, like some some people had to be like helped yeah some
1: people some people had to be like handed the cup and not been like don't look or, at the people behind you passing out like just forcibly put the drink down your throat well i mean that's probably what happened with most of the children
0: yeah let's be honest
1: okay yeah but, yeah, but
0: like that's where like that's where my brain goes is
1: like there's that's why i you know, feel like it's more likely that it's it was part of the native like the a burial ball. system that just kind of slid into the lake
0: now this could be entirely wrong but it's just a, a hypothesis in my brain Listen, mine's just a the theory too so it could have also been maybe a different tribe of natives who preferred water burial over land burial
1: that is that is potentially yeah because there were i think at least three different types of tribes that lived around lake Okeechobee. Yeah. Because I know oh, they had the Mikosuki and the Seminoles. Yeah. So, so it could
0: have been, you know, one of the one of the tribes preferred a water burial over yeah, land burial. That is
1: that is entirely fair. Yeah. But it's just like nobody knows where these skeletons yeah. come from. It's just there were a lot. Apparently, one site, because as I said, I found like a bunch of different sites had it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but one site says that they're not there anymore, like that like we removed them when we found them. But I'm like, I highly doubt that we got all of them
0: oh yeah there's no way like if you're if you're the way that they described it in that article the way you said like their kitchen skulls and they're like three inches yeah. into the ground there's 50 bodies there's no way you dredged and discovered exactly. every single body
1: so just if you're lake. swimming if you're swimming in the lake you know
0: i don't think you're allowed to swim in lake Okeechobee, but really i don't think so that's something you might land. have to google
1: i'm like that's a that i'm googling it because it's a lake how do you not? How do you know let people swim in a lake? Can you swim in Lake Okeechobee?
0: I don't know. I feel like I feel like you shouldn't. Uh, like as a Floridian, you,
1: you can, but as was stated before, the level of the lake is down. There are a lot of smaller and more suitable lakes to ski. I mean, yeah. it says gives you plenty of options for swimming, boating, and fishing. I just feel like I
0: wouldn't though. I don't know, something Something in my jellies tells me I wouldn't. It's the vibe because you're swimming on dead people. Yeah, there it is. It's like, it's the vibe. It's the
1: vibe. Yeah. Um. And then lastly, just because I found this little gem. <laughs> oh buddy, I always have to find one little gem. You find
0: the best before. gems, man.
1: So when I Googled, because I was like, it's a lake. Mm -hmm. There's gotta be a lake monster. Every lake has a lake monster. Every lake has a lake monster. Mostly just big fish and large alligators came up. The people were like monster-sized catfish and monster-sized alligator. But there was one man. One man. A single man. One. One single man who saw a single thing one one single time. Oh he had heard old timers talking about how there was a monster similar to like Nessie or Champ in the lake, but he saw something different, all right? Ooh. This man is known as Mudwomp Al, and he has dedicated 30 years of his life since he saw this thing to finding and getting proof of the Mudwamp.
0: Mudwamp. okay.
1: Mudwamp. Now, I googled Mudwomp because I was like, let me make sure this isn't some like bullfuckery. Yeah apparently there is some type of creature in a canadian lake that's like known as the mudwamp, but it's like a, it's it's like a lot of people think it's actually just a sturgeon i but I think i remember it seeing but it's like some you know weird giant creepy fish in the creepy lake we're gonna call it the mudwamp. um mm-hmm. but anyway here's his story okay he was out he was out trolling one night near fort center trolling um, not the internet trolling okay do you know what right do you know what trolling is yes i do okay i just i know what it is but my mind (laughs) like i can't like just him just chilling
0: on the internet like
1: he's in in his boat just sending out tweets from his burner account
0: (laughs) toss the phone overboard when he's done
1: (laughs) but he came around a sandbar and he heard a noisy sucking sound that creeped him out so grabbing mm-hmm. his flashlight, naturally, of course, this is what you do when you do, something freaks you out. Naturally, you grab your flashlight and you paddle closer to the sound.
0: It's better and than grabbing the single candle.
1: And, I mean, yeah, at least he had, a flashlight. he had a flashlight. At least he had a flashlight. Yeah. So he grabbed the flashlight and he paddled closer and he saw this large shadow just like on the bank. He said it seemed like a ghoulish slug, but with a very flat tongue. He said he swears it wasn't an alligator and i quote it was more flaccid and slimy <laughs> so now i'm just picturing a flat <laughs> deflated alligator yeah just, like covered in goo like, yeah.
0: like there are so many oh okay there's like so many i can't there's so many like, uh,
1: That's mm. also not a proper, like of all the times to use the word flaccid, that's not no, one of one
0: them. Of that's them. Not, like. not an appropriate use of the word flaccid, sorry. No. With um, the word slimy connected? Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In a quick motion, the creature reared up about 18 feet. Okay. <laughs> and swayed like a cobra grabbing a small calf with its mouth and then disappeared back into the creek without even a splash it scared him so much that he turned on the motor and headed straight home and if you want to hunt with him you can apparently he's cool with that okay yeah you could just like let him know be like yo i want to help you find the mudwamp and he'll be like i get in my boat let's go
0: and then you are added to one of the thousands of bodies in the lake in lake oh yeah pretty much murders you
1: because you um as far called as he knows, crazy <laughs> as as far as he knows, he's the only one that's ever seen it, but asks that if anyone else has seen it to let him know. Oh okay, yeah, just give him a call. Yeah, just yeah. just call him up. Hey Mudwam. Yeah. Hey Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl, yeah. That is crazy. Okay,
0: so it's this long slimy slug that reared up like
1: 18 feet. 18 feet is really high. How did he know it was 18 feet? That is Listen, a very specific feet. I don't know. Okay. I don't I don't know these things maybe it was next to a tree where like people used to measure how tall their kids got I don't know it had the notches <laughs> all right
0: <laughs> there was conveniently a large yardstick next to the mud wall yes oh,
1: yeah. yes there was and it was 18 feet high it was very specific oh yeah and then swayed like a cobra and so, you know, took an entire cool. baby cow oh yeah just harp drag away uh, no splash no splash no splash the calf didn't even make a splash as a thought back oh yeah or maybe it died immediately i don't know it it depends on his the the i mean if the the thing is i feel like if the thing is 18 feet tall it's got a big you know it's got a big hum. yeah yeah so like maybe maybe i don't know if it had teeth though because he just said it had a flat slimy tongue yeah i
0: feel like if there were teeth involved he probably would have mentioned it
1: but yeah because the calf would have like bled so like yeah Yeah. no it just gummed the calf to death (laughs) wrapped its slimy tongue around the calf and just (laughs) back into the water
0: i love it i want to go hunt for the wop. let's go
1: there we go let's go let's go
0: well that was fantastic and i uh, it's good to know a little bit more about lake Okeechobee. mine on the other hand i did I did some base research into the Florida Everglades. And so I was trying to find like an interesting story or two. Of course, you have the story of the skunk ape in the Florida Everglades, but
1: the
0: skunk, the skunk Ape is all over Florida. And I'm sure we will come back to him during mm-hmm. one of our cryptid episodes. Like he he has he needs his own episode. Skunk. Yes, he does. He's he deserves lives. the world. He does. So I was doing some searching and I found one website from the coastal breeze is a like the newspaper website on Mm -hmm. the west side of florida did this story about a a businessman in in south florida on the outskirts of the everglades and i read into it and i was like oh this this is really interesting because i've never heard anything about this man and so i did a little bit more research and it turned out it was true wasn't just like the
1: one story but love it when that happens
0: yeah but the 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 coastal breeze is the only like news source i've ever seen like i, I found that has this information but a little breakdown on the florida everglades because mm. for some people who have you know never traveled south of tampa um,
1: listen <laughs> we were on a budget okay we had free tickets to bush gardens oh that's fun though Watch yeah, go. just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the
0: south of Florida, south of Lake Okeechobee, is an ecosystem like no other in the United States. Yeah. It is 1.5 million acres of marshlands, mangrove forests, cypress trees, and it's just dominated by wetlands. You've got thousands of rare and different wildlife you know you've got your alligators you have your florida panthers you have all your snakes you have snakes that are not supposed to be there because people Mm -hmm. keep releasing their anacondas everglades don't do that you're messing up our natural ecosystem
1: yes if you plan on buying a exotic animal and don't want to deal with it once it's no longer small and cute don't buy it correct period the end so
0: But one story caught me out. So it was a man named Edgar J. Watson, and Mm -hmm. he died in 1910 in the Thousand Island area, which is an actual name of an actual place, which is on the west side of the Everglades. It's a little south of Everglades City.
1: Did they come Um, up with the dressing?
0: They did not come up with the dressing. It's just, um, it has, there's just, it's kind of like- There's just a lot of islands. It's just a lot of islands. It's kind of like slowly, like, it looks like, Florida's doing that pixel fade thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's just a bunch of little islands. So cool. it's called the Thousand Island area. Um, and this name will live on infinity in that area. His, um, he was a businessman born in 1855 in South Carolina. And when he was young, he relocated down to Fort White, Florida with his mother and his younger sister. And as a young adult, he showed very aggressive tendencies similar to his father apparently that's why they moved down to florida was to escape his violent tendencies but he was showing this violent behavior on us as a young adult which led fun. him right never you can never like once you start off nurture versus nature man are you meant to
1: well be? i mean there are some people that can break out of it but it's, it's always...
0: edgar edgar did not that's not that's not we're me. gonna go with no for edgar <laughs> um he started getting into fights, which led him to his very first murder. And so after this first murder, there was a warrant out for his arrest. He fled to Oklahoma where he met an American, a famous American outlaw named Belle Starr. Oh. And Belle leased him about 40 acres of land in Oklahoma. And he was just going about his time. And when Belle found out that he was had an arrest warrant out and he was wanted for murder, she tried to kick him off her land and Ed was like, nah, no, 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 this isn't going to work for me. So they were riding on the back of a horse together and Ed just oh my God. shot Bell in the back. Just cold blood, killed her. What a so being the, right? So yeah. So being the violent type, all the evidence and everything pointed to Edgar It was yeah. very clear. It was very obvious.
1: Eyewitnesses During, like I literally saw them on a horse together and uh, then uh, she was on the ground yeah it, it was it was poof there was a gunshot there
0: and she died and edgar just you know uh drove away on his horse so drove away <laughs> on his <horse. laughs>
1: started the engine turned the key revved it a little bit
0: it went and then <laughs> <went. laughs>
1: um but the
0: jury found him not guilty of this murder <laughs> right what not guilty i don't even understand and this is just in oklahoma right like we're just we're just getting started on it god
1: oklahoma
0: (laughs) so after the trial he returned to florida and um on his way down he murdered a man in arcadia (laughs) which is north of the thousand island and the ever uh evergreen city area um but he knew edgar knew Is like i know a place where i can go where I can start a whole new life, where I can hide out from the law and be my own person,
1: right? And just fucking kill people, apparently.
0: Yeah. Um, this is just the beginning.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) dear God. (laughs) So, he goes down
0: to the Thousand Islands area, um, and he, uh, meets two men, brothers, named Joseph and William Brown, and he tried to- Get out! (laughs) It's, it's the movie Get Out. Um, and he ended up purchasing about 40 acres of and in the Chattaham Bend area, which is a, a little uh, area north of the main island in the Thousand Island area. And so with the help of William Brown, he s- built a large house and he started farming sugarcane. And William Brown kind of showed him the works and how you harvest it and filter it and make all the stuff that you need for sugar cane, yeah and, um
1: which was apparently and, very big export here in florida
0: yes it is still currently i believe a really oh. really big export in florida um it's actually i believe bigger than oranges if i remember correctly
1: um and so they started a, a little big, offensive right things for know. oranges i know a lot there's a lot of things i didn't know to get this episode apparently <laughs>
0: Uh, but they started this, um, so so Edgar started this company called Island Pride. So when you have a business, you need people to work the business. Yeah. yeah, normally. So Edgar wasn't doing this a one-man show kind of thing. So he started searching for workers outside of the Thousand Island area. He went to Fort, Uh, Fort Wath, Uh, Fort. where did he go? Where's my thing? where, did my, where did my list go, where'd he go? Uh, so it said near and far. I can't remember the names of like, but like places outside of the area. So he wasn't anywhere close to where he was supposed to be. And like, you know, cause if you think why, why go so far to get workers? Right.
1: Yeah. So it's
0: because he did this. Knew
1: he was a fucking murderer.
0: Actually, no, he did this because when the workers would come and ask them for payment,
1: no, Alfred said
0: no and killed them instead <laughs> Edgar's like, he, the workers are like hey man it's been like 2 weeks can i get some payment for all that work i've been doing edgar's like here come take a walk with me kills them
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They were paid in death and not in money which is you know not 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 more, not the payment you want not normally no especially when you're you know you're like oh i'm going to go work for this super you know cuz they they were they were a busy company like you would think that it, well how are you getting
1: new workers that fast
0: he would just go out to different cities he every would travel every two weeks oh,
1: oh. <laughs> every, <laughs> two
0: we- every two weeks he's like hey i need to go
1: get like 20 new workers like
0: so it doesn't tell me how many like employees he needed. It doesn't give me like specifics on anything like that. It just says that, that, you know, when workers came to ask for payment, they were met with death instead of payment. Um, in
1: capitalism. It's been going since the <laughs> fucking 1800s. Yeah, it's
0: not, it's not getting any they literally
1: work to death.
0: <laughs> So, and then he would dump their bodies in, in the Everglades and the rivers and stuff like that kind of outskirts of town. And when the locals started finding their bodies, all of them went unidentified because they were from people out of town. So they had no idea who all these bodies like there is, there's a serial I knew killer. There was murder in the Everglades. I knew it. There was murder in the Everglades and like, so there was a serial killer on the loose, just killing all of these unidentified people and none of the, and none of the locals were like, I don't, I don't know who these people are. I don't know where they're coming from because like the workers, I guess, came and go so frequently on the plant that no one kept track of who they were and they were from out of town. So no one knew that was until
1: because serial killers always mess up. Yeah,
0: Watson killed the wrong people.
1: They always do. They always do. There's always he, the one that they kill that they shouldn't have killed. Yeah. So
0: he had recently
1: purchased. I mean, they shouldn't have killed any of them. anybody. Me, so. me, like, if you're going to go all
0: the way back, nobody should kill anybody to begin with. But uh, yeah, if you are a serial killer. You normally you fuck up somewhere, and this is where this is where Edgar Edgar Watson fucked up. He had recently purchased a crop and a property from the Tucker family which were um, well known in the area. They had been there for a very long time. All the locals knew who they were. So they were not unknown in the area. And it was known that Watson had just purchased their property and purchased their sugarcane crop. Well, Watson nicely asked (laughs) them to leave the property and they said, no, we're gonna wait until our crop is finished, then we will leave and then Watson was like, that that doesn't work for me. We're not, no. So he killed the entire family and plopped their wa- uh, bodies in the river near town. Yeah, not smart on this man. He's getting no. sloppy. He's getting sloppy over here.
1: Watson's getting oh, sloppy. Oh,
0: wow, that's, wow. Yeah, so when the Tucker family that's was found- dumbest thing to do. It's
1: like- <laughs> yes i just bought your land now i'm gonna dump your body in the river near where we all live
0: yep and everybody knows who you are so it's gonna be real easy to identify you so it's not like like a surprise or anything Uh, surprise dead body surprise more dead dead that's
1: like that's that's like Okeechobee.
0: surprise surprise (laughs) uh and so obviously edgar was the number one suspect obviously because like all of that makes sense right yeah edgar goes no 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 wasn't me it was my foreman leslie cox oh my god nobody
1: believed Watson.
0: nobody good
1: as they should if i were leslie i'd have been like (laughs) uh bro you serious (laughs) it's like what like no 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 you i was i I get complaints about uh employee turnover so much
0: and you're gonna blame me (laughs) If <laughs> you're gonna,
1: I don't, I don't understand why the employee turnover is so high right now, but I'm starting to. Like, I'm, 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 I'm a little sus. I feel. I think the sus. management has something <laughs> to do with this. Yeah. Like, so the locals reported
0: all of the the killings and the killing of the Tucker family to the Fort Myers authorities, but at the time, it wasn't their jurisdiction. It was technically um, a different county. Uh, Coyer County hadn't been created yet, which is a different story um, from the Everglades, which was way too much for me to even talk about in a single episode, so I decided not to. Um, I get that. So so when finding out that the authorities weren't really going to be able to do much, uh, they got a little mad.
1: Just a oh, sti- just a little? Smidgen. Smidgen. Smidgen.
0: Um, so they decided that they were going to do something that the authorities wouldn't. So in 1910, so I'm glad our story's kind of round around that same time, three days after the hurricane of 1910, mm-hmm. Watson was on his boat to go to the little, um, s- little like general store in town mm-hmm. called Smallwood store on his boat. And when he came up to the store, he was faced with a group of angry locals.
1: Yeah. And I like where this is heading.
0: Yeah, so Watson, seeing that all of the uh, the lovely people of the town who were very upset of his, his wrongdoings,
1: as they should uh, be. As they should be.
0: As they should be. Um, Watson tried to talk them out of it and tried to persuade them otherwise. Was like, no, it wasn't me. It was Leslie, my foreman. But look, held up Leslie's hat with a bullet hole in it and said, don't worry. I killed Leslie for you. Is so
1: Leslie dead? Leslie is now dead. Oh, poor Leslie, why am I upset over Leslie? <laughs> <laughs> like, Leslie probably was not a great dude, but like, I'm like, Leslie, no. Leslie. Leslie's now gone, oh no. <laughs> um,
0: But like, no, no, it's okay. I killed Leslie for you, so don't worry about it. I took care of everything. And the townspeople are like, nah bruh it's still it's still not working for us we know it was you um so edgar pulls out his shotgun and but but because of the hurricane a couple days earlier his paper shells in the shotgun were ruined yeah so he tries it doesn't work he tries to pull out his other gun and by that point the townspeople shoots and kill Watson
1: as they should.
0: Good job, townspeople.
1: Um, the one time an angry town mob <laughs> actually did the right thing didn't time. just burn a witch. <laughs> <It's> one time <laughs> didn't just burn a witch. Yeah, they
0: didn't ha- they didn't hang and burn somebody for for no reason. They actually did they did the correct thing as they uh, should as they should have. So they took Watson's body. They tied it to a back of a boat and dragged it along the water and went out to one of the many, many islands called Rabbit Key and buried him in a shallow grave and put oh, some coral,
1: respectful of them.
0: coral rocks on top of him so he wouldn't wash out to sea. Uh, well, three weeks later, after that, uh, Watson's son-in-law, apparently he was married this entire time and had kids apparently this is not information like i said like it's not a lot Again. of information yeah. on this person um retrieved the body and officially laid him to rest in the fort myers cemetery
1: That's now expensive.
0: right? It's rude if we oh, cast our memory back to the beginning of the story remember william brown the person who set watson up with the plant and the land and all this stuff well his son bill uh was about six years old at the time and he told edgar's story his children and he told Edgar's story to his grandchildren and they told their story and they told that story around and this is the only reason why we know Edgar's story and what happened to Edgar and what Edgar did is because of William Brown's son Bill continuously keeping that story alive in the area like without it there was no records or anything like that
1: people have always so, loved true crime
0: yeah so if it wasn't for people like Bill we would never know um there is no official body count on edgar there is no we don't know how many people in total he uh, killed over his lifetime um but he is considered the serial killer of the everglades
1: i knew there had to be at least one there's one we found him at least one when you were telling me that like not as many deaths happened in the everglades i felt lied to because i've always been told that like the everglades were like this dangerous place
0: it's this dangerous place because i feel like people put so much like negative ne- negativity on alligators and like people are just, yeah like, alligators go out and attack people for no reason which is completely not true not unless true whatsoever if- unless you do something to To the alligator, or like the alligator is more familiar with people because people are feeding Mm -hmm. it, or something like that, and so that's the reasons alligators get defensive, yeah. Like anacondas, um, being released out into the Everglades, like you've had like alligators eaten by anacondas and stuff like that. There's, yeah, see, it's the
1: anacondas that are in oak for me, yeah. That's well, there shouldn't be there to begin with, no, they
0: shouldn't. So, but there are some. There was some kind of mob infiltration but it was more of like they used the everglades as a pass-through mm. more than a station okay um like there was the they i know collier what collier county is uh named for like carved out a big chunk of the everglades and made a highway through it al capone used that highway a lot mm-hmm. for all of his you know al capone stuff al capone stuff so it was one of those things and there was you know there are some mob ties to it but it's not as as dastardly i think as people would think in the true crime as much as i wanted it to be i wanted yeah to like i wanted the
1: everglades to be like the equivalent of like you know the boston harbor where it's like yeah we're gonna put cement cement on your feet and drop you down the harbor but yeah you know the Florida the is this- post, much more southern it's most, yeah, much
0: more southern. But
1: we're going to let the gators get you.
0: Because it's more of a marshland, it's not like there's no real depth to it in mm. areas. It's like if you leave a body out, it's going to be discovered rather quickly because the gators and stuff aren't going to, it's not going to be their first food choice. Right. So there, ha- there have been bodies found, alligators feeding on them, but they're more recent of a thing, you know, like somebody got yeah. a drunk overdose and died in the Everglades or something. it's not as fun
1: (laughs) it's not as fun
0: it's not a fun of a story to tell but so yeah so that's that's our that's our little uh edgar edgar j watson of the everglades who decided that why pay people to work when you could kill them instead
1: again capitalism at its finest at its finest so
0: i think that was that was some pretty good stories i like that That
1: good stuff yeah yeah i just i can't believe that oklahoma found him not guilty right like what what was his defense like (laughs) his his lawyer deserves a raise you know whose lawyers don't (laughs) (laughs) ever hurts anyway (laughs) yeah yeah those poor lawyers are never gonna hear the end of it
0: oh no all right so that was the end of episode three. I think that was a very much shorter than our previous one. So thank mm-hmm. you for being with us on our previous one. It's a lot more information in our last one, so. oh, yeah.
1: I feel like, I feel like because these were water systems, there's a lot less history involved in them. Yeah. More of the history happened around them. Whereas Pensacola and St. Augustine was like, all of the history happened in them.
0: Oh yeah. yeah I was, I, I went back and like looked through some stuff and I was like, man, we could have, we could do like four more episodes on Saint on the scene by itself, but we're not yeah. gonna run anybody else through that <laughs> pornness. this. But we do have a new segment um that we're going to go ahead and implement in this episode um to bring in our history bucket to be official. Um we are going to pull a topic from our history bucket, and that will be our next episode's topic.
1: Uh-huh i'm pulling the bucket up now
0: it is currently a um an an online bucket it will eventually be a real bucket
1: yeah just because i left my bucket at work i apologize i can i can use my my water bucket as like our little sound effect (laughs) my little water bucket um we are so uh all right so but i have Yes, go ahead. I was gonna say we have seven different segments that mm-hmm. um will help kind of lead us through the finding, rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna lead us to different things probably that we know nothing about.
0: Yes, and we're we're excited to see and and find out what we can learn about all these different things. So our our topics include we have when the vibe is off. If you've listened to the past couple episodes, you know that's uh that's when we have our hauntings and paranormal, paranormal happenings. Mm-hmm. right? And then we have a murder most foul, which will be um, like those kind of true crime, interesting kind of stories that we have. Um, We have Sexy Scandal, which is going to be historical scandals, different things. I feel like
1: politicians are going to come up a lot in that one.
0: (laughs) Politicians, maybe Hollywood people.
1: Oh, yeah, because Florida was old Hollywood of the South, yeah.
0: And then we have Things That Go Bump in the Night. Those are our cryptids. Those are going to be our our most (laughs) That's
1: what I'm the most excited about. That's the next one.
0: Yes. So, Things That Go Bump in the Night are going to be our cryptids and our creatures of the night, that kind of stuff uh we have close encounters of the odd kind so your ufos those kind of wonderful encounters History's mysteries which is honestly my favorite topic on here um not only just because it rhymes because <laughs> i love that um but i love uh, the history slut in me loves things that are just oh, solved. yeah and then you have yeah. crime but make it unorganized so you have that falls into your organized and unorganized crimes Mm -hmm. um all throughout the state so we are excited to see what our bucket what our bucket topic will be just all right so
1: who who wants to go first do you want it to be you or do you want it to be me
0: well you presented
1: today so you go first oh god oh god pressure sexy scandal very okay.
0: nice <laughs> very nice i could not wait to hear some old hollywood or political stories
1: yeah looks like looks like i'm going to green cove baby
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> my turn let's see what my topic is for the next time
1: i was just saying were you able to hear the noise that it made because it just scared the crap out of me no <laughs> <laughs> all right are you ready I am drum, drum ready. roll
0: drum roll please <laughs> When the vibe vibe is off, off, nice. So I will be doing a spooky paranormal or ghost story next episode. I'm so excited! Yes, those are very much from. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well. Bucketheads, that has reached the end of our episode. Uh, We sincerely appreciate you listening. We are are. now streaming on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, so we did Mm -hmm. officially get those all launched. Um, Please make sure you like and follow our Instagram, our Twitter, our
1: Facebook. Um, All History Bucket
0: all history bucket so history underscore bucket on instagram and twitter Twitter. history bucket the podcast on facebook uh please share our spotify links uh we really want to grow our bucket fan. we have we do have some consistent listeners so far on our three episodes so we are do really appreciate it yes we do We just uh we're thankful that you guys are giving this little podcast a chance
1: yes very thankful very thankful
0: and we are enjoying doing it even though it is giving us slight anxiety uh because we want this to succeed but <laughs> we we are trying our best here and we appreciate uh, the support so far
1: yes very much so yeah so we
0: will catch you guys on the next podcast you have a great one bucket heads bye <laughs>